What's up, everybody? You're listening to Heroes Home Base Podcast, episode 66. Hey guys, this is Mark. This is Rob. Hey, this is Rich. And this is Dr. Doug. Dr. Doug in the house. Welcome back to Good episode to here, 66. We got a lot of shit to talk about. Uh, yeah, we do have a lot of stuff to talk about here. Um, First, I'm going to steal one of Rich's questions. What are we all drinking tonight? Uh, I'm drinking the old uh, High Bank Whiskey Wars because I'm not working tomorrow, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm drinking uh, water as Mark would say, in my Comic-Con cup, because uh, I have a fasting blood draw in the morning, so I can't Ooh. enjoy anything. <laughs> Mark's got water. What about you, Doug? I've got a pomegranate wine that I'm drinking. Oh. Do have some water here, too. All right. Pomegranate wine, that sounds good. Well, it it's been good. forever yeah. since we recorded. You guys want to catch up a little bit? What's been going on? Uh, let's start with uh, let's start with you, Rob. Besides uh, getting a blood draw tomorrow. <laughs> Yeah, not a whole lot has changed. Um, comic book wise, recently been listening to my brother bitch about uh, James Gunn. <laughs> we'll get to uh, that. <laughs> and I that's the actually... show, ladies and gentlemen. James Gunn sucks. All right. <laughs> uh, comic book wise, I have I continue to read um, the volumes of Batman that Becky got me towards Black Friday. So it's like the. Uh, I think it's like the new 52 volumes. Yeah. Some of the newer stuff. It's still, I think I'm it's volume four, five and six. Okay. Uh, So I haven't finished those yet. Recently. I last week started listening to another Spotify original Harley Quinn and the Joker sound mind. Uh, Christina Ricci um, is playing Harley Quinn. I'm about, I think there's only, let's see how many episodes are there. There are seven episodes. I am through three of them. This is this is almost like the, uh, the Batman other one. Unburied a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's I gave uh, Doug a couple of my quick critiques, like literally like ten seconds in, or not literally ten seconds, but like probably twenty minutes in. I'm like, I already got issues. There's some good things. There's some negative things. I think. Oh, who played uh, Arrow on uh, Smallville? Justin uh, Hartley. Justin Hartley. He's playing Batman, <laughs> but it's but it's Batman premiered 18 months ago. So he's uh, it's definitely like, you know, maybe year one stuff. So he's kind of a younger Batman. Um, so he just entered the storyline so far. It's OK. Um, I would like to talk about the Super Bowl trailer that just got released tonight about three hours ago. Oh, Finally we'll get got to, to see uh, Michael Keaton. Uh, which I was excited to see, which will be the only reason I will see an Ezra Miller movie. Word. So, uh, that's uh, that's about me in the comic front. Uh, how about you, Mark? Well, I am having, I'm on a, a bit of a kick here. Um, I was in LA about two weeks ago and I went to Golden Apple Comics while I was there because it was 800 feet from the Blockbuster pop-up bar that I went to. So, Kevin Smith goes to Golden Apple. Um, Samuel Jackson has his own pull box there. Um, they had a, they, the day that I was there. They were doing an in-store signing. Some guy who I don't even know who he was, some local guy. But it was very jam-packed in there. And books. I got two books that I was supposed that should have been three hundred and sixty dollars together. 
together, two books, $360. I got it for $200. Nice. Deal. He was like, I'll give them to you for, uh, let's say, $200. I was like, okay. I had to call Rich because I was like, oh, God, maybe I shouldn't. Oh, God. Rich was like, come on. Did you sound that constipated? Yeah. (laughs) Well, here's my question, dude. So how did you know that Samuel L. Jackson had a pool box there? He showed me it. He's Samuel L. Jackson. He showed me his pool box. He took me into the counter and showed me his pool box. How full was it? About half. (laughs) Hadn't been there in a while. That's not, but it was about half full. It's funny. I'm telling you, this story is Days of Future Past with the two books that I got. The book and the artwork is so f***ing fantabulous. Chris Kalama and John Byrne, oh my God, it's like peanut butter and jelly. It's like chocolate and peanut butter. I can't even stand it. These men are so f***ing awesome. Oh my God. So before I left, I bought... Zap, you know, I follow Zap Comics on Instagram. Love Instagram. And so they do a video weekly of their wall books, of all the different wall books that come in. And so this book came in, X-Men 97. This is the first issue where Professor X starts having premonitions from Lalandra from the Shi'ar galaxy. And this is what starts the Phoenix saga, okay? Right. So this is the first episode, this is the first issue where he sees these visions, okay? So it was 50 bucks. Such a steal. I'm like, I, I immediately called them up. I'm like, send that shit to me. So they sent it to me. So the the post or whatever you follow them on, it said this is new in the shop? They, they just do a video of their wall books. So I'm watching gotcha. the video and I'm holding it. Oh shit, that's da, da, da. And so I write it down and I call them. So <laughs> I just got back from LA. I spent $200 on comic books. Before I left, I spent the $50 on this. So this week they showed their wall books. Oh my what do they got? So I just bought I'm with John Byrne. No, I bought two comic books and then I called them back an hour later. I'm like, could you just add this to the list, please? So <laughs> I bought X-Men number 96. So the one before this one. Okay. And then I bought Fantastic Four number 47, which is Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. And yep. Amazing Spider-Man number 315, which is Hydra Hydra Man, because I'm in a Hydra Man Spider-Man kick right now. Okay. So just go with it. But I'm going. Fantastic Four, which I was a little sketchy about, but it's such a good issue um, because it has it's a continuous story with the Inhumans. It's Fantastic Four number issue forty seven with Stan Lee and Jack the King Kirby, which I don't have any of his work. And at first, I was not a big fan of Jack Kirby, but I watched an episode of Comic Book Men where they were celebrating what what would have been his hundredth birthday and what how he just you know he is the one that started all you know Marvel you know. So I I got that issue because I think it's going to be a good issue because I, I like the Inhumans and I like the Fantastic Four. So that's on its way to me. I spoke to the owner of the shop today and he's going to mail it out to me. So I should get that by the end of the week. Oh, yeah. So, um, but there's another book. It's I, I cause I, you know, I'm on a, I was on a, I was on a Chris Claremont and John Byrne kick. So they did all 15 issues of Iron Fist. Well, I'm ish, missing issues one, two, and eight. Well, they had number, they had number one, Iron Fist number one for $65. Please tell so me you added that. that to the list. No, I didn't. Because I was like, oh my God, I'm going to have to put on the credit card. Let me be good. Let me not. So I did. <laughs> so I didn't. And I'll just save that for maybe when we go to Baltimore or something. You know, I'm just trying to be good. Well, way to have some impulse control there, buddy. Yeah, I do. I'm so good. I should have said being so good. So is that your number one from going to LA or was it getting your comics? Yeah, that all happened in the same day. Comics, right. Blockbusters, Scum and Villainy. It all happened all in one day. It was a beautiful That's sweet. My- one of my most favorite Saturdays ever. Uh, me, uh, I'm clear to lift more than 15 pounds. If you guys are excited mm, about more that. more than 15, that's all they cleared you for. Well, I was on 15 pound restrictions, but I don't even think we covered this on the podcast. But you know, back injury back in November, 
I'm good. Yay. I have... You guys are going to laugh. I am extremely backlogged on comics right now. I haven't read hardly anything in a while uh, besides a couple, you know, old Swamp Thing books that I'm still, I think I have three issues left and then my 50, one through 50 run is over. Um, but so you're got, a bit constipated in the comic book reading. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, I've got a lot of uh, exciting stuff that I'll talk about. What I have read has been okay. Uh, still, still sticking with the, the independence, but um, still waiting on the Superman lineup to change per our discussions from, you know, about a month ago. But um, yeah, me, I'm good. Works work. And uh, I need to read some comics. So I'm not even taking my own advice at this point. Doug, what's <laughs> new with you, bro? Well, I guess on the life front, I had my second flat tire in like two weeks. So <laughs> what? Actually, uh, <laughs> that's so bullshit. Driving or what I'm running over. So I'm actually still at my parents' place in Akron, and will be missing work in the morning. Um, get my tire checked out here, and then so that's why back. you're drinking. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Solution. <laughs> Antidote. <laughs> That's awesome. And you're podcasting from there. I love it. And I'm podcasting. Yeah, I was afraid I was going to miss it, but I was like, okay, I'm just grounded here. So I still get to tune in with you guys. So everything's perfect. You know, we appreciate you making the time. Yeah. I think the last thing I've read was Batman Noel, which Rob turned me on to. So yeah, we got to chat about that. It was good. So I, I didn't know about it. Glad you told me about it. And yeah, if I can mix Christmas, which I love, which Batman and DC stuff, it's perfect. Sweet. Where you want to go with Rich? We got a lot to talk about. I say we try to watch this flash trailer first. I'm like anxious. You've uh, you have not seen it. I have not watched it. You sent it to me. I may have I may have watched it three times already, but you know, it's fine. Another timeline. Another universe. I already like that's Bale. voice. That's a Bale. Like- I fight to save this one. Because this is the world where my mom lives. My mama's boy again. Time has a pattern that it can't help reliving. I like to see people, yeah. different worlds drawn to each other like magnets. My face. So my face. <laughs> if you were to go into the past. I have no idea what the consequences can be. Bruce, I could fix things. You could also destroy everything. This can't be happening. I completely broke the universe. Son, we've been waiting for you. Already loving the cameos. No metahumans. And now there's no one to defend us. Need some help. help. Oh, shit. Boner. You are? Yeah. I'm Batman. Worth it. Worth it. I can't undo what I did. If I can't get back, there might not be a future. Supergirl. 
Digging the Batwing. Barry, what are you doing? Our kids are gonna want to see this. So that's Supergirl, huh? Oh, I'm gonna get so excited just to have none of these characters. If you're a turn. homeowner in Ohio, <laughs> oh no, get on solar. <laughs> uh, like the costume, like the whole Flashpoint that we're going with. I like all the characters. I like Zod. Uh, I don't see Henry Cavill. Probably won't. Nope. I was a little intrigued by some of the the clips that look like Bale. I'll be honest. I will see this movie just for Michael Keaton. Like that's. I will it. too. <laughs> I will too. Uh, Cavill was in it, and they cut him out. I, I want to say Cavill was gonna be, or maybe it's Ben Affleck that's gonna be in the Aquaman movie. I no, heard he I got cut out of that. Though. I, I think Cavill yeah, was rumors, only. Yeah, he got cut out. Was only in uh, Black Adam. So, but that was a new yeah. edition, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, I got this other article we could uh, talk about real quick. Well, first, what did you think, Doug? Yeah, let's go around. Of the trailer, I mean, uh, it's a bittersweet kind of feeling, right? Because it, yep. it is like we're probably not going to see any of this moving forward. So it's like it took them this long to get it out. And, you know, this might be it. So I'll enjoy it, you know, but it, it is, you know, I wonder what we'll see that they'll stick with. Yeah, I just feel I like I like what I saw. Just the excitement of seeing the Snyder Cut. And then the excitement of seeing Henry Cavill back in Black Adam. And now the excitement of seeing this stuff. And I just know the excitement is for nothing, really. (laughs) I hate to just bring it down to the negative, but it's all the stuff that we as fans want, we're not getting. So I don't know. I'll say that. It looks good. Well, I guess you, you get what you want, but it's just been a really weird ride since 2020. Yeah. I mean, I know Watch going into Zack Snyder's Justice League, we were probably going to be like, yeah, we're, we're not getting anything beyond this. But then to see Henry Cavill as in Black Adam, which was the highlight of the whole damn movie, and then, what, a month later? Yeah, I'm fired. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. I am kind of pumped to see a uh, Batman v Superman Batman scene for Michael Keaton. That would be pretty sweet. Based on that preview there, he kind of got so, his little, I got a rescue Martha scene there. Mark, what What's up, Mark? I thought it was good. I liked it. I like seeing the Batcave and kind of its original form. Um, I like the Batwing. That looked cool. I thought Michael Keaton looked good. I'm curious if they're going to have him like older and putting back on the suit or if he can, is still older and still being Batman. Like, I wonder how they're going to do that. I I'm getting know. the vibe like he just never stopped. The, like, yeah, that's kind of what I'm going. doing. Like, yeah. he doesn't look old. It looks like it's just picking up from 1980 or 92 or whenever the hell Batman returns. I mean, was. clearly you can tell he's older, but I do like, he still looks freaking good in that suit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the uh, logo looks very much Batman returns though with a little, it's obviously not the same suit, but still got still sticking with the classic. So I like it. Mark, you go ahead and read this one, buddy. Since you're such a Batgirl fan. Shelving Batgirl with the right decision says new DC studios head. Peter Saffron, it would have hurt DC. Is it that bad? Warner Bros. faces controversy in summer of 2022 when it axed a Batgirl featured film despite it being nearly finished. But Peter Saffron, the new co-chairperson and CEO of DC Studios alongside James Gunn said it was the right decision as a press event at the Warner Brothers lot on January 30th. Batgirl's character that inevitably we will 
include in our story he says on the batgirl front it's not about late in the process of the film getting canceled i saw the movie and there's a lot of incredible talented people in front and behind the camera on that film but the film was not releasable wow and it happens sometimes that film was not releasable i actually think that president and ceo of warner brothers discovery david zaslov and the team made a very bold and conscious decision to cancel it because it would have hurt dc it would have hurt the people involved i think that they really stood up to support dc he continued the characters the story the quality of all that i spoke to whatever the whatever and whatever the directors and last week we are chatting we'd love to be in business with all those folks some people are already back in business with us as i said a lot of talented people were involved but the film just was not releasable that's three times it it would not have been able to compete in the theatrical marketplace it was built for the small screen so again i think it was not an easy decision but they made the right decision by shelving it i feel like i have no idea why it was not i mean that last comment was about all like what it it almost was like um, a, a parent covering for their kid like oh i love my kid no matter what but this movie sucked (laughs) all these people are so talented if it wasn't releasable and it was that bad that you wanted to take the tax credit apparently it wasn't that good so why are you giving them another shot i don't know it sounds very similar to when they called this you know snyder's justice league unwatchable you know a year or two before that was released you know some unnamed wb exec says it's unwatchable which We've all seen it now. Very watchable. You know, so I don't know if I trust that either. Well, right, whatever what version they were watching, it didn't have any of the, the finished special effects and all that shit. So whatever. Mark, what are your thoughts? I would have loved to have seen it. You know, I really would have. I think it was going to, it wasn't it originally, it, was, it wasn't going to the theaters. It was going to like HBO Max as a movie, wasn't Correct. it? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I, I had no was, idea. I don't think. It would have been another opportunity for us to see Keaton as Batman. I would yeah, I know he was him. in it. I would love to have seen Brandon Fraser's Firefly. Brandon Fraser's Firefly, cool. yeah, that would have been great. Uh, I don't know why I think can, make I don't it releasable. Why, yeah, I don't know why he can't come back as a villain in another movie. True. I don't or know. the same villain. Well, shall we get into the meat and potatoes? Before we do that, speaking of HBO Max, has any of you been watching um, The Last of Us? Yes. I have. I have. I have, I have not watched Friday's episode because the Super Bowl is going on tonight. So I, I got caught up. up. I got caught up last night, except for the most recent episode. I am quite so. Pleased. You're through four. You're through four. Yes. Okay. Doug, are you watching it? I haven't seen it yet. You got any plans to? I probably will. Maybe based on what you say about it. Well, so I watched the pilot a week after it came out, and then I've been kid blocked. This is not really a show. <laughs> can watch with the kids around, and Becky and I are like, we can really only watch shows like right before bed, and it's kind of not one of those shows you want to watch right before bed either, because it's kind of like riveting and it's. I think it takes the Walking Dead-esque, I guess we'll call it their aesthetic, and takes it to a different level. It's a little bit more real life, um, but the writing and the acting is fantastic. Just really good. Um, I think some of our coworkers even said uh, the third episode was like the best episode of television. Um, I thought it was really good. So it's definitely worth a watch. I think the writing alone is well. I think it's the it. the writers or the creators of the game. Yeah, so strongly. The whole reason so. I got turned on to it was my tattoo artist Carmelo. He was a huge fan of the game, and he we you know when we're doing a session or whatever, he was talking about stuff coming out, and he said he's really excited about it. 
and I followed his posts when it first came out and it took Kim and I, I'm sorry, it took show quitter and I quite a bit of time to sit down and watch the first episode. It was very emotional. Uh-huh. So it was, it's, it's really, really good. Um, I watched all the way till four. I think what the new episode came out Friday instead of today because yeah. it's Super Bowl. Um, yeah. But no, so far it's good. I'm anxious to see how it goes. And I've already messaged him a couple times. Like, is this is this you know accurate to the story? And he said the first episode was the best adaptation from a game that he's played. That there were a minor changes for like a, a live action show, but he said it was by far the best. So I'm enjoying it. Mark, what do you think? How far like are you? Into, how I far like are you into it? I've, I'm all caught up. So you watched this past week's? Yep. Okay. Thought it was good. Didn't end how I thought it was going to. Okay. What'd you think of episode three? Oh, I thought it was the best. I love. I always pictured myself as Bill. Like if something like this shit, if this shit happens, like I'm all prepared and have all my <laughs> bunkers and shit. That's how I built. Um, he was brilliant. He was a very smart man. I don't want to give too much away, but Doug, you need to watch it. I just, love, I just love how he just grabs his boat. Runs over to Depot, starts loading stuff up. He's like, yeah, I got dude. this. That's yeah. <laughs> he was brilliant. Man. He was very wait. smart. He was very smart. Isn't he the, uh, who's his character in Parks and Rec? Never watched it. I never watched it, but I know he's like famous for his role in Parks and Rec. Doug, you definitely should check it out. It's not really, uh, it's a different take on uh, an apocalyptic yeah. type uh, setting. It's nice to have a, a different take. It's not some virus or some yeah. mystery thing. It's I, something I love very... zombie stuff too. And Walking Dead frustrated me for being too kind of inconsistent and up and down. So if the writing nails it, um, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Well, it's, I uh... think the way that they introduced it, because um, I think they, they go to a, the opening scene of the first episode is it very much reminded me of the scene in The Watchmen where he, where, um, he's invited to the show or Dr. Manhattan's yeah. invited to the show interviewing two epidemiologists. And it's actually, um, Oh, what's his name from the mummy? Um, yeah. Jonathan. He's talking about how he's not worried about any virus or any bacteria. He's worried about a fungus. And that's kind of what, what happens. But, um, was talking to one of our coworkers uh, a couple of weeks back and he's like, it just sent chills down my spine. Cause it, it's just so much like COVID a little bit like, Hey, are we prepared for a pandemic? And it's also, I'll, I'll be, I'll be honest. It's very interesting watching a show like this with my wife, who's a microbiologist. Yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> what's, what's Becky's take on it? Um, she's like, I so far seems to be accurate. It, Obviously, it can't happen because most funguses cannot survive inside of the, the, the body temperature is too high. She's like, they're, we're both eukaryotic. She's like, that's the key difference between, you know, bacteria and a virus. He's like a fungus and us, we, we share the same cell structure. So there's some truth to it be pretty damaging. And then obviously at the beginning of episode, I think it was episode three, where they got like the microbiologist like, yeah, bomb us. <laughs> like sorry spoiler alert there Doug. it's been interesting she's like it's it's kind of again i think the writing is just really well done and it doug I, it's kind of like i would say it almost fits a little bit more to i am legend kind of that aesthetic more so than sure, like walking like, dead it is this ongoing or is it a limited series they just they just signed on for for series sign two, on for season, season two. two. Okay. So they've I already think they signed on after one. episode one. To be honest with you, yeah, it was like one or two, and the the response has been so strong. But 
it's worth it. I would just tell you this. This is what I'll say. The a particular scene in the first episode was so well done. That's what got me hooked. And what I do kind of like is I think this kind of takes us to the next generational freeze because this happens in 2003. So everything kind of stops in 2003. <laughs> yeah. Um. So there's like Lieberman election shirts and shit. And like, it's like early 2000s, like just immediately post 9-11 type stuff. And like kind of that's where we're frozen. So, you know, smartphones weren't around yet. And so I do kind of like that it took us a little bit out of the 80s nostalgia. And now we're kind of actually we just kind of skipped over the 90s and now we're in the early 2000s, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, definitely check that out. All right. You guys ready? Are you strapped in? I'm strapped in. Mark, you, you strapped in. You look like you're slumped over. You got your seatbelt on. Let's get into this bullshit. James Gunn announces first slate of TV shows and movies for the DC Universe. Chapter one, Gods and Monsters. Let's just go over it, boys. DC Universe Chapter One movies. Superman Legacy. The film side of the new DCU will kick off on July 11th, 2025. I'm sure that'll change with Superman Legacy. Gunn is writing the script which he says is the true beginning of the new unified era. What are your thoughts? Boo. <laughs> no Cavill, no Watchy. I think you'll watch it, Rich. What do you think? What do you think, I Doug? Think I might hate watch it, to be honest with you. I, I mean, I have heard it said that this isn't going to be a, another reboot or retelling or origin story. So if it's not, then I am glad. You know, if we're kind of hitting the ground running, he's Superman already, he's a reporter already. That's good. So I think what would have disappointed me the most is that we got to go through the origins all over again. Right. So I don't mind if it's a different actor as long as we're kind of moving forward, which maybe it is going to. So I'm I'm kind of open-minded about it. I don't know who it's going to be. I I do wish Calvert was coming back. But if it's not an origin story, then I do feel like they're treating us with some respect and not just, you know start over again let me just say this from the beginning if we're we haven't confirmed that ezra miller's gonna be fired which you know there's still talks like ah we're still talking to him he's going they're waiting to see how this movie does man exactly so if it doesn't do well then he's gone gal gadot hasn't been fired jason momoa hasn't been fired so if henry cavill's gone and we're trying to distance ourselves from anything connected to the snyderverse then i think we just need a clean slate of actors like and i and i hate to say that because i'm such a fan of that universe i just think if we're trying to realign continuity and totally hit the reset button then i don't think anybody involved should be involved i think the flash movie should be the complete reset boom those are my thoughts this whole thing is a mess thank you it is an absolute shit show anyway so so what is the story like rich give me the refresh of the comic book that he's basing this movie off of i i I really don't know like they've said um they keep showing like superman all seasons yeah they keep showing all-star superman i i don't know according to the release the superman movie would be focused on superman's balancing his kryptonian heritage with his human upbringing boring what that's already been told whatever I, I really okay. don't know. Like, uh, let's 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 continue. As a Superman fan, let's continue. The Authority, Gunn's passion project, is a big movie. In quotes, that will introduce a very different group of superheroes. They believe they believe the world is broken and needs saving, but they will also interact with all of the franchise's other big characters. A release okay. shares more about the DC Universe movie. It was noted Wildstorm characters will join the DCU as members of the Authority, take matters into their own hands to do what they believe is right. So, does anybody on this podcast right now know who the Authority is besides me? I mean, I have a vague understanding based on conversations you. You and I have had, but did you know anything about him until I told you about the conversations? That we no, had? 
No. Mark, do you know who the authority is? No. Doug? I had to read up on him a little bit. I mean, I was familiar with the elite, which I guess might have been based on the authorities, maybe indirectly. Uh, I might have been. But yeah, I didn't really know until this announcement. So we're relaunching the DC Universe in theaters, and we pick the authority as one of the first chapter stories. It seems like a fourth wave. Not a bright decision, in my opinion. So anything else to say about that, fellas? They're kind of like uh, hardcore superheroes with powers, and they will kill you. I heard the, and again, this is from our conversation. I don't know what podcast you were referencing, Rich. Friday Night Tights. Um, they equated them to the boys. Yeah, like the boys light. Yeah, so maybe they don't go as far as those characters, but it's not like, probably not who you want to be helping set your foundation. Uh, yeah, this is like, this should be like chapter five, not chapter one. Right. Uh, here we go. Ready? The Brave and the Bold. Batman will come to the DCU in a story based on Grant Morrison's comic series. It will feature Batman's actual son, Damian Wayne is Robin. So we're skipping Dick Grayson. We're skipping Jason Todd. We're skipping Tim Drake. We're skipping. We're going right to Mark. Damian won't care Wayne. about this. <laughs> Mark likes Damian. I do. I'm not saying that he's not a cool Robin, but we're just. Do you think they're I'm trying to do like, like a new 52 here? Like just skip over some of that and assume that we all. Well, know they're about actually it? telling because I'm pretty sure the comics that Mark actually went to find the first appearance of Damian Wayne was written by Grant Morrison. So it sounds to me like they're pulling that whole League of Assassins, the, you know, the son that I never knew I had storyline which is fine but do you think they're just trying to tell a different batman origin story i don't know this is going to be this is going to be a new batman too so this isn't going to be batfleck this isn't going to be keaton this isn't going to be pattinson this is another batman casting yeah i heard their pattinson is an elseworld yes which people not understanding of comic book lingo probably have no freaking idea what that is if they do like i kind of like this go ahead more dog say more yeah, I was gonna. I mean, for the same reason I said with Superman, you know, if, if we had to start from the beginning again with Batman and then have him solo and then wait to have the first Robin and then go from there, I mean, it might be another 30 years before we get to Damien <laughs> and anything now, you know. So, I, I again, I kind of feel like it's sort of starting new, but it's also not from the beginning, right? I, I like this, right? Having Damien Wayne as Robin means Tim Drake is in this universe and Jason Todd and. Nightwing, which I kind of like. I kind of like just we've done the solo Batman for a while. We've you know had Robin maybe back in the Schumacher movies. So I, I again, I kind of like this as a movie because it doesn't feel like it's starting at ground zero, and we can kind of have the Bat family and kind of dive into that stuff. But the, you just you know, said so it. You just said it. It should be a Bat family movie, or do a Bat family trilogy in the middle of all this, and do like you know Superman Legacy, Batman family one authority batman family two then another one and then batman family three like let's not skip over all this continuity stuff and tell the story like i think that's a big miss like and i i i I don't mind damian wayne and i know mark really likes that comic storyline i do too i don't mind damian but i just feel like you're skipping over all kinds of stuff because 90 like you go talk to some rando who doesn't watch this stuff or read comics who's who's robin he's batman sidekick who is it oh it's dick grayson like nobody knows who the damian wayne is except for us us nerds so i will say this doug i agree with you i think i don't want to see for the time in theater i don't want to see an origin story in fact 
I remember when Batman v Superman came out, we were talking about how it was nice that the origin story was just in the intro credits, right, of Batman. But I do think, I guess to where I would go with this is I think a great opportunity to launch Batman in this new continuity would be like Hush. Yeah. Let's tell the Hush story where there's a lot of young Bruce, so you could tap into some of that origin stuff, but then you can go right into the League of Assassins because obviously Rachel Ghoul is associated with the Hush storyline, and you could merge in, you know, some of that Damian Wayne origin stuff. And I think you could also bring one of the probably one of the best Batman stories ever. I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, what do you think good. of that, Mark? I mean, like maybe like a Hush tie in versus like. I'd be open Grant to it. Grant Morrison. I'd be open to it. Because I feel like Grant Morrison is a little difficult. It's so hard to read. He is very difficult to read. He's a good Justice League writer, I think. He's a shitty Green Lantern writer, I'll tell you that much. Oh what were you going to say, Doug? I cut you oh off. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was just going to say one could probably make the same critique of that and say, hey, you know, you're starting in the middle. You know, it, then it just becomes one which storyline do you prefer to start with, you know? Yeah. I mean... So I I don't know. Again, I, I'd be okay with that too, you know. But to me, either one kind of works. I mean, this is maybe a way to introduce Robin, since this would probably be Damien's, you know, initial storyline. Not like he's been Robin for years, but introducing Damien as Robin. So, and we know Batman, you know, for all this time. And and to Rich's comment on all, on this being a nerd thing, I, I think at this point, just because comic book movies have been around for decades now, and people probably seen the animated series and. It's kind of no longer the purview of just the comic book readers, but everybody True. at this point, I think most people probably know Dick Grayson's Nightwing. They might've seen Titans, you know? Yeah. So I, I think people are probably further along at this point than, you know, we would have been way back when, when Keaton was Batman. That's fair. Well, well and I also think that there, there's your blueprint right there. Batman, the animated series, Justice League Unlimited, the animated series. There's your blueprint. Let's not skip that. Supergirl, woman of tomorrow. You ready? This, I'm just going to say it. Tom King comic book series from last year is getting turned into a big screen fictional epic film gun shares in our story we have superman who set who was sent to earth and raised by incredible loving parents kara was on krypton she was on a piece of krypton that drifted away from the planet and she lived there for the first 14 years of her life in a horrible situation where she watched everyone around her die so she's much harsher and more up supergirl than you've been used to thus far tom king is writing this movie boo <laughs> what's his real name tom queen tom queen yeah that's a miss uh swamp thing though totally outside the rest of the dcu the origin story of swamp thing will still feed into the rest of the dc universe stories so what are your thoughts on that mr swamp thing uh, I looked into this. I don't know who's writing it. So if it's going to kind of be tonally like a horror show, kind of like the DC Universe, then WB show that I really miss, uh, I'm on board with it. This is probably the only one that I'm super excited about. But until I can figure out who's actually going to write it and what storyline they're going to go off of, then I'll make my final judgment. Uh, TV shows. We got Creature Commandos. No idea what the hell that shit is. Based on characters first introduced in the 1980s, a release shares that this show will be a seven-episode animated show in which Amanda Waller creates a Black Ops team out of monstrous prisoners. Gunn wrote all the episodes of the first season. Gunn feature further shares that the team will include Rick Flagg Sr., 
he's going to show up in other stuff. Then Nina, Dr. Phosphorus, a Batman villain, Frankenstein, specifically the bride of Frankenstein, who I'm I'm done. I don't I don't give a shit about this. <laughs> this sounds like guns. <laughs> play box Uh oh what happened to doug did we lose doug oh no he got so pissed off he left (laughs) (laughs) all right Uh, other tv sounds a mess i'm sorry oh yeah waller well waller the second series from gun and saffron is waller a live action spinoff of from peacemaker it will feature amanda wallers teaming up with members from the peacemaker team oh this is great crystal henry watchman writer and jeremy carver supernatural will write this entire this entry in the dc universe well since watchman was such a f-ing success i can't wait to watch waller i'm sure it's going to be an extension of that pass <laughs> anybody else anybody else Thoughts? yeah i'm not uh again i don't want to relive our our watchman days but i think you know i the writing was okay if it was its own story. Like, yep. I don't think we needed to bastardize, you know, Alan Moore's foundation. Um, I am, I do have a little glimmer of hope because I really do like everything associated with Supernatural. So he's not writing this on his own. So Lanterns. Gunn says Lanterns will be a big HBO series starring Hal Jordan and Jon Stewart. F- yeah. That should be, that should replace the authority. No, this is going to be a TV show, which is probably perfect for the Lanterns because there's so much lore, there's so much backstory that needs to be told, which I think in an episodic format will probably work best. Terrestrial-based show will be akin to The True Detective. The two will investigate a terrifying mystery that has huge ties to the entire franchise. I mean, that sounds good. That one sounds really good. So Paradise Lost. Paradise Lost will be taken place on Themyscira, home of Wonder Woman. Gunn says it has a lot in common with Game of Thrones, a release series, a release series shares. I'm sorry. The entry into the DC universe focuses on the genesis and political intrigue of an island of all women yeah i'll skip that shit fellas what do you what (laughs) i don't i I don't need to see a female version of just game of thrones yeah i mean what the is that what's gonna be there so who gives what uh, (laughs) i didn't oh he's trying doug's trying to get back on i didn't know we were oh did i not let him in I, I didn't know I don't I'm speechless like is this like is this like the fifth Stop wave of f- feminism is Paradise Lost will take place on Themyscira home of Wonder Woman it's a lot in common with Game of Thrones a release shares this entry into the DC universe focuses on the genesis and political intrigue of an island of all women that just sounds, ho- <laughs> that just is sounds her horrible gonna be in it? what is her mother going to be in it I would assume so I don't know The only thing that I know reading another article on this is uh, this is before Diana's time. So one. I mean, like I don't like if it's going to be like a a three hundred vibe, like origin story around the Amazon Amazonian like culture and stuff. I'd be down for that, but like I I I don't I don't care. (laughs) I'm just gonna be honest. I don't really care. Here we go, boys. Here we go. You ready for this? Booster Gold. (laughs) Booster Gold might be DC's most popular loser. He's a hero who travels back in time with technology from the future that lets him be a superhero. That tech is also getting him his own show. Who asked for this shit? (laughs) Did you ask for this, Mark? I absolutely did not. 
So did they survey James Gunn and he said Booster Gold's my favorite DC character because that sounds like what might be going on here. There's Doug. I guess. I, guess. I, I guess. I don't know. Back. Welcome back, Doug. Where were we? Uh, they're coming out with Waller, television show, Lanterns, Paradise Lost, and Booster Gold. What are your thoughts, bud? <laughs> I mean, still open-minded, I think. To it. Um, <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> and... Uh, I was going to comment earlier when you guys were talking about the authority that, it, you know, you guys have probably heard people speculating maybe he's inspired by Kingdom Come or moving in some kind of direction like that. So it, it does seem like they're planting seeds of the darker side of things with authority or Swamp Thing or those kinds of things and then building up positive Superman if they are doing kind of an all-star Superman thing or reestablishing Batman. So I do wonder if their eight to 10 year plan is moving in that direction of the darker heroes are one willing to do anything that they need to um, to take care of business versus the more you know, positive side, whether it's kingdom comes specifically or something kind of inspired by it. I do wonder if they're planting seeds for that. Let me ask this theory here. If DC was not affiliated with HBO, do you think authority would be on this list? No, I don't. That just, I just came to my mind because Doug, I think that's a really good point. Like maybe they're trying to, well, I guess (laughs) DC, if we're going to do a cinematic comparison to Marvel, DC has been overly criticized for being too violent. Um, but I guess it does. I think HBO would like to take, you know, DC in a darker direction in some aspects. So maybe this is a, an opportunity to do that a little bit. I don't know. I also uh, think it just goes along with Gunn's interests. I mean, I, yeah. I think these are just some of the heroes and properties he's kind of interested in. So I, I don't know if I, I don't think it's forced in the sense that it's overly calculated. I think this is what he's kind of into, which I think is kind of cool. You know, it seems like it might be a different kind of take or not just the obvious choices for movies. Which I think Gunn is known for. I mean, nobody asked for a Guardians of the Galaxy movie, and I think those were some of the best ones that came out of Marvel. But And Peacemaker was pretty, pretty effing hilarious. I'm not going to lie. Like, it took a little bit to get into it, but once I got into it, it was pretty funny. Um, it's I, hard loved to... it. I loved his Good. Suicide Squad movie. Like, there were problems with it, but I got to see Starro in a live action movie, so I can't really complain about it. I mean, I guess I'm not opposed to authority. I guess I'm more upset about where it is in this timeline. Like, do we really need to start that early? But I guess, Doug, to your point, maybe this has got some proliferation into some other things they want to pull in. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just hoping the quality's there. You know, I think that's maybe the bigger thing for me. Like, if they do a good job with it, then I think it works. And if they are thinking eight to ten years, which also seems promising, it doesn't feel like they're just... That's FDC and Warner Brothers. Start. We don't know where we're going. You know, so yeah. I kind of want to see where they're going to go with it. What are they going to do with the stuff they introduce? If they do a nice job with it, you know, and I, and I do like, you know, I, I, do, I hope most would agree that it probably is good that they got two guys with gun and staff that do seem to be in charge because we had too many uh-huh. cooks in the kitchen. Oh, for sure. Before. And they seem to have the power because if Cavill can be brought back and then they're saying, nope, that's not the guy we wanted, then it does seem like they're they're being given the power to do this. And so assuming they don't toss them after a couple of years like they did Snyder, uh, I think we've got a chance to kind of see something unfold that they can build. Although I'm like, I can totally see where it goes. I, I'm, I'm, you know, the emotional totally... whiplash kind of bothers me of, you know, Cavill's back right. and Rock's black, his black Adam and, you know, Keaton's coming back and then, you know, a quick about face. But Well, and I think that, Honestly, like if this doesn't work what after kind of, like, well, if this doesn't work after like two, two movies, I could totally see them Warner Brothers overstepping like they always do. I mean, that that's their track record at not. this point. I mean, but it's it's their track record. Yeah. And I'm not gonna lie, honestly, <laughs> maybe I'm just maybe I'm just super pissed. But if I was Zasloff, 
and the execs and I said, okay, show me your plan. And this is what they laid at the, on the table. I would have said, uh, yeah, you're fired. (laughs) (laughs) This to me is at best a D minus like this. This should have been a Superman, a Batman, a Wonder Woman, a Green Lantern movie, a Flash movie, and then something in Martian Manhunter, maybe something, maybe something in her, in, in between. I don't give a shit about the authority. I don't care about some jaded Supergirl movie written by one of the worst DC comic book writers in the last 12 years. Swamp Thing, cool because Swamp Thing leads into like a, a Justice League Dark with like Zatanna and Manchester Black and Constantine and stuff like that. Like that could be a, a smooth opening, but I, I would want a, a lot more than what they laid here. And like lanterns, lanterns and swamp thing. That's the only thing that I see on this list that I'm like super stoked about. Uh, this is D minus at best for me. And I will get off my soapbox and pass it around. <laughs> Mark, <laughs> bring it up a notch. I'm with you. I'm with you. You, you think I, it's a mess? Yes. I think this is a fucking disaster, to be honest to with stop. you. They just need to stop. Yes. <laughs> just stop. I, I think we got to see it though. You know, I mean, I think my biggest fear was that it was just going to be a DC version of Marvel, you know, which yeah. for me would have been safe, you know. And so if they had just been we're redoing Superman, redoing Batman, redoing Wonder Woman, and so on, I think I would have been disappointed because I would have felt like, okay, they haven't learned anything. They're just going to try to copy Marvel. It's going to be a formulaic kind of just churn it out kind of thing. So this feels different to me. Like it feels like they're thinking about it and saying, hey, it's eight to 10 years. You know, we kind of know what we're rolling out. But it's the obvious stuff you you want to see some of it's different. I'm kind of surprised they're doing the darker stuff because I thought they'd, again, just ape Marvel and say, we're not going to do anything dark or challenging. So it feels like it has some connections to what Snyder was doing in that sense. So for me, it's kind of like, I want to see, are these good quality movies? If they are, then I'm thrilled, you know, even if it's not the lineup I would have gone for. And I, I'm glad they're not just doing all the obvious ones because then I would have felt like they're just going the Marvel route and we're going to get the same product. And I don't know if I'm thrilled about where Marvel's at right now, you know, and, and looking at what they're doing next. So um so for me it's, it all kind of rides on that if, if the movies are good quality and enjoyable then i'm kind of in and uh you know i'm, I'm kind of liking its different choices than the obvious but I, I i agree with the different choices but is this anything to really get excited about that's the problem like i see i feel like we should be like wow this sounds great i'm excited mark it on the calendar like it's not like when marvel started with iron man because Iron Man was what, Mark? Maybe uh, a C-level character in popularity-wise and then rose to an A-lister? Correct. They didn't have a plan. They just, let's pick this, choose this character and do a really good job. Right. So Marvel basically has taken the weight off of anybody else's shoulders because people are excited about going to see comic book movies. For and now. For, for now. because I, I think, think we're getting burned. I think we are too. And this is a clear sign that um, it's going to continue to burn down because now the, the stage has been set. People are, are, they just want more and more and more. And I feel like you could have done a lineup with far better choices than these for people to be more excited and keep these movies going and keeping the excitement going. And I just don't see it. And I don't see that. I think the television shows, the lanterns is probably the only thing that episodically that sounds anything interesting like what is waller gonna be just another suicide squad television show like i I don't know this is turning super negative but look at this picture do you agree with this (laughs) 
Yes, I do. <laughs> Top Gun Mavericks Glenn Powell wants to play Booster Gold in the DCU. I mean, that's a great uh, casting. I think for me, the last thing I'll say is I don't know enough, but I don't really. F- the continuity doesn't seem to be there for me. Does that make sense? Yep. And maybe it's because this is like the first like draft or, or whatever, the first rent rundown of his plan. I mean, I will probably make a conscious effort to see some of these movies starting out. Um, and hopefully I am. What's the word I'm looking for? Surprised and awed. <laughs> I think honestly, this lineup could be the end of comic book movies on the big screen. Well, you know, really Batman and Robin killed the DC franchise for almost a decade and a half. So I don't understand why they just can't stop. Like you just think we need to just stop with the DC movies. Yeah. And wait 10 or 15 years. Except you'd like to see a quarter owls in the Pattinson run. Yeah. I'm, I'm honestly, Mark, I'm, I'm kind of with you. I think we should kind of slow down and stop and hit the brakes. And uh... they do better shows than movies. They've always been that way. Yeah. The shows have always been better than their movies. And I will say the direct opposite of Marvel. Marvel makes great movies and their shows are not nearly as good as their movies are. Except Daredevil well, was good. What? Daredevil that used to be good. the case, but now Daredevil, Luke Cage, Wanda Yeah, Vision, but now Daredevil is going to be written by Disney. It's not going to be written by the same people that totally rocked it at Netflix. What do you think, Doug? Do you think we need to slow it down? I know you. You could. Uh, I don't think you're disappointed that. Uh, I, I don't think Star so. I, mean, Wars I, I went. I, I went. I know. I, I'm not. I mean, I went through the stages of grief when I discovered Calvin wasn't coming back, and, and that we might have been looking at a complete reboot. Maybe that's what's but, wrong with me, Doug. Maybe I'm just. I'm but, just mourning the loss, and I'm bitter. I, but I, but you made a good point in mentioning Iron Man as kind of a sea level hero who's kind of elevated by the movies, you know. And and again, that's what I I think. If we were having this argument at the beginning of the Marvel run, we might have been saying, "Why are they choosing this this guy to build their their uh, universe around?" I mean, we could be seeing the same thing here. If they nail the movies, it doesn't matter. If people didn't know the authority before; they'll know them now. Maybe and be into it. So I, I you know, I, I think I don't know if I see any reason to say don't do the DC movies. You know, if you if you look at what we had before this, I think so many people were critical of Snyder or critical of the different movie choices. And you know, if that's what it was before, I don't know if I see a reason for people to panic now because. Now we've got one guy that it looks like they're given a chance to and given the power to do this. He seems thoughtful, you know, in the sense of eight, ten, eight to ten year plan, you know, not just kind of winging it. Took some time to think about it. We'll unveil it in the new year, which they've done now. So, you know, for me, it again, it's kind of wait and see. You know, maybe the the, the put the brakes on would just be like, let's not be too harsh too soon. Because, yeah. um, you know, instead of just continuing on with no vision and just different people doing different movies and we're going to hope see what sticks. Now, at least you got two guys that are going to be kind of running everything. It's all going through them. Um, and he has said he's looking at the DC animated universe. You know, he is looking at the comic books. He's going to do Elseworld stuff, which tells me we'll get a chance to see stuff that's not in their prime, you know, timeline. So I'm excited about the possibilities. I mean, even if it's unlikely, it feels like a couple of years down the road, they could bring Snyder back to do some Elseworlds and finish up his his take, you know. So it does feel like the sky's the limit a bit um, moving forward. So... I hope you guys are wrong. You know, I hope you guys are into this and like it. Uh, I, I'd say I'd be surprised if this too. kind of falls on its face. Yeah. I mean, I, I think people will go and see it. I think people will like it. And and if if there really were as many haters of Snyder as there seem to be, then there might be a lot of people that are liking this, you know. And I'm a Snyder fan. So, you know, I don't, I don't say this, you know, to, to dump on him. I wish he would have continued. But, you know. I do like that the possibility of 
of them actually leaning into Elseworlds. I do, like, again, I think we've all said this multiple times in multiple conversations. Let's expand the multiverse here, which obviously I think they're trying to do in this Flash movie, but I think DC should have been, they should have been doing the multiverse a long time ago. Like, the opportunities are endless here. Yeah, I think I just, I'll be patient, I, I guess. To me, there's just still a lot of unknowns, but I think that's only appropriate. Like, I think they're still in the infancy stage of trying to figure some of this stuff out. But uh, I I wonder, last thing I'll kind of say, and then we, we might need to wrap because it's getting close to Mark's bedtime. Um, do you think, and maybe uh, this is not a real thing. I, I, my perspective, like put my, my finger in the wind here. I think DC historically, well, let's just go over the last 15 to 20 years. I think DC gets so gets criticized so much more in comparison to Marvel in particular. And part of me wonders, is it because DC is so iconic that if you do anything with these characters, like the big three, you are always going to alienate somebody. Could be sort of <laughs> might be right about that. I, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard to say. Because um, I think like, you know, like with Iron Man, there's freedom there because he's not he's not Spider-Man. He's not Captain America. Like, so it's like maybe to your point, Doug, maybe it's maybe there is a case to be made to let's start with maybe some B, maybe C, maybe even D role characters to tie in some of the continuity because. Yeah, but I think you... that those need to be later on. DC is out of time. Like the clock is. They're in oh, they're in the red, like to 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 nail a success here. What was the last successful movie? Was it the first Aquaman movie? The Batman movie was good, but that's not tied into anything. It's his own. Dude, thing. I honestly, the Joker movie still, is not tied into anything. They're still chasing Nolan, man. Like I I'm don't just think saying, they're... like that. DC is out of time, and and to be out of time to try to catch up or hit the reset button again, and this is what you come out with. I just I don't get it. I don't, I don't know. Like, we don't. DC does not. Stage I'm just stuff. saying, DC does not have time to fill their lineup with nobodies. They are not going to get the Iron Man win. To your point, like they're going to get maybe, criticized. Maybe not. I, I don't. I mean, I don't know if there's a reason to say they won't for sure. You know, again, you can look all the way back to '89, and why would they pick Keaton to be Batman, right? But they kind of nailed yeah. it, right? So, I mean. I think it's going to depend more again on how good the movies turn out and who they chose. You know, they still got Batman and Robin in there. They still got Superman in there. They're doing the Themyscira show, you know, which is going to, I guess, eventually get to one woman I'd imagine. They got Green Lantern. So, I mean, we can't say they got none of the the big heroes in there. And then they're also building up the rest of the world too. And this is just the first wave of, you know, it's going to be eight to 10 years of movies. So I think we'll, we'll get those. I, I think like Rob said, but there's still a lot we don't know. You know, but I, I think it'll be more the quality of the movies and who they're Doug, doing. I'm gonna call they got enough of the A-listers in there with Superman and Batman. I'm going to call and schedule therapy sessions with you so you can brighten my day because I love your optimism. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> He's not in tomorrow, though. He's hey, not in tomorrow. Hey, look, I, I like the only guy in the world. <laughs> um, let's, just, let's just wrap it. Let's just go around. Fan of the Snyder movies. <sighs> yeah. Let's just go around. Everybody give a give a grade. What do you think? I've already said mine D minus. Yeah. <laughs> Marcin F. <laughs> A. 
half. Um, I'm gonna go with oh damn. Let's go with a, a C plus. C plus F. <laughs> what do you think, Doug? I'm, I'm gonna give it an A. You know, I I, I think All if they've right. avoided the I two things it. I was most worried about, which is a total reboot, and you know, um, I don't know, and and just cookie cutter, you know. So I'm 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 kind of liking what I'm seeing so far. It's a mix of stuff I'd want to see and surprises. So um, I love it. I'll give it an We're A. An A, a C, minus a D, and Mark is an F. Man, we got a whole. We got a. I hope this is getting graded on a curve. <laughs> <laughs> In other um, news, uh, Constantine 2 with uh, Keanu Reeves was greenlit, right? F- yeah, I'm down so, for that shit. Mark, you gonna see that? No. 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 <laughs> I saw a knock at the cabin, which was terrible. Oh, dude, Did that you? looked terrible. I thought it was very good. It, like The lead-up, I thought it was like suspenseful. Like, oh, you thought that looked good from the preview? Well, the previews, but the movie, it started off good, but the ending was just like, it fell so flat. So freaking another flat. M Night Shyamalan letdown. His movie Old was good. That was good, but this one was not good. I haven't seen Old. Old is very good. Mm. Old um, is good. I really recommend Old. That was the last one of his that I saw, but this one was not so good. So exciting comic book, uh, comic book wise. Uh, Mark's got some really cool issues. Did you read them yet, or are you you're getting ready to? I did read the ones, and I have some coming in. Should be coming in next Friday. So he's reading. Wait till I show you guys this shit. Mark's going to bed. I know. Yeah, it's okay. Boom. Swamp Thing Green Hell is finally coming out with issue two since it's been like two years. It's coming out this month. I can't wait. Who's the writer on that? Uh, Jeff Lemire. I was doing the research on this because I think I read the title of this as an intro to our show like a year and a half ago. And I think something happened with the artist and uh, had issues with family member or something like that. I could be totally speaking out of turn here, but finally saw solicits for it. Finally saw ads and comics for it. And it's finally coming back. So that's what is I'm that, looking forward to. Who is that on the cover? That's Constantine. I'll say, is that Constantine? Yep. So nice. Green Hill number two coming out. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I just had to share that. All right, boys. Uh, anything else? I'm cooked. You're cooked. Mark is definitely cooked. Duh. No, my coworker got me sick. Oh, boo. You sound a little nasally there, buddy. My coworker came into work sick, was touching me, breathing in my face, hugging up. I'm like, what the hell? Had a call. And I'm like, you are clearly sick. Why are you here? And we're such a small space. Oh, I'm so pissed. I'm so Sarah's right. Doug. Wait, the Doug, we got you? There's a lag. Doug got booted for being so positive. <laughs> All right, guys, another great episode. Very, very, uh, very, very uh, full, I guess we could say. Uh, don't go out and read some comics, man. Brighten your day. Uh, until next time, please, for the love of God, don't forget to bag your board. This is Rich. This is Mark. Uh, this is Rob. Uh, Doug, are you with us? You want to do a, a, a goodbye? Goodbye. This is Doug. <laughs> ah! <laughs> He's gone. We lost Doug. Uh he sends his love. He said, sorry, lost connection again, but good discussion. Thank you for uh, listening to another episode of, in this case, the four of us complaining about how awful Warner Brothers is. And uh, hopefully we will have some new fun and exciting things to talk about in the future. I would also recommend um, read some comics, hug your kids if you have them, uh, watch HBO, and uh, 
also, thank you for listening. So you can shoot us a comment. You too can also be a friend of the show like Subject Line Herb and Dr. Doug. Uh, Thank you as always. Take care. Thank you, as always, for listening and supporting this RMR production.